0: Welcome. This is the Lady Leadership Podcast. Sam's goal is clear helping as many women as she can meet their full potential in business and in life. Hi, this is Sam McIntyre, and in this season of the Lady Leadership Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how to get the most out of your career, whether you have your own business, whether you work in corporate, or whether you're just starting out. Maybe you're finishing uni. So, Joining me, and I look forward to sharing all my tips and hints on how to fast track your career. Welcome to Lady Leadership Podcast. I'm super excited today. I've actually got two guests on my show today. So Sherry and Carissa have actually written a book which is called Parenting Whilst Working From Home, which I'm super excited and interested to hear about. And I just, I know that there is a whole lot of women listening to this podcast who have been dealing with their children whilst working from home and men as well. And so super excited to have you both on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. Now, let's get into it. It, It's probably fairly obvious why you wrote this book, but talk to me through your, the sort of impetus to write the book and what, you, you know, it's just a very sort of current problem I think that people are having. Carissa, do you want to explain a little bit how we got to this point?
1: Sure. So um, Sherry and I started working together a little over four years ago, and we launched Adore Them Parenting, which is a website dedicated to helping parents find joy in their own parenting journey. And uh, we partnered with a bunch of experts to cover a bunch of parenting topics, and our whole purpose was to offer positive solutions and advice. And over the last couple of years, we've had a lot of articles published around the country and even in other countries, and decided it was finally time to write a book. So um, we wrote this book, and it just launched last or at the end of January, so just over a month ago. Awesome. Carissa and I both were working
2: from home prior to that. So we've each been working from home for about a decade so we felt like this was a great opportunity since a lot of fellow parents were facing this for the first time that we had kind of learned things that had worked for us and we thought
0: might be able to help out as well and so in that decade how many children have you guys got (laughs) so I have two I have a seven-year-old and a
1: 10-year-old and I have four I have um a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 7-year-old and an 8-month-old.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you guys know certainly know something about this. I've got a a 13-year-old and a and a 10-year-old. I've got two boys. So yeah, it's 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 been a juggle for everyone, hasn't it?
2: It really yeah. has. There's been a lot of adjustments that we all need to make and I think everywhere that businesses are trying to adjust and figure out what this looks like, that parents are trying to figure out what this looks like, schools and kids. Um, And, you know, hopefully there's there's things that we can figure out to get to a better place, because we've heard from so many parents, especially that they're overwhelmed, that they feel like they're not doing anything well at this point. And For a while, it felt like people were just holding on, waiting for it to end, but then a lot of corporations are starting to announce that, you know what, maybe we're going to shift more to a work from home model. Maybe we're going to move away from the typical nine to five, Um, which means that we need to figure this out and we need to get to a better place because it's not possible to go day in and day out feeling that stressed out.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I remember sort of when my children were young. You know, they're you know they're very demanding, and as soon as they know that your attention's not on them anymore, as soon as someone rings you, or as soon as something happens, they you know want you a hundred times more than they initially did.
2: So something that's something we actually touched on in the book a little bit and a strategy that's worked for us. I don't know if you want to explain, Carissa, a little bit how you, you know, it's hard if things aren't planned, but if you know something's coming up or have a call or a meeting coming up that we have some recommendations for that, at least.
0: Yeah. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I learned um, at one point, I had three toddlers at home when I was trying to work from home. And so I learned that if I just jumped into my work very quickly, they were coming up and interrupting, you know, and I was constantly finding myself saying like, just give mommy five more minutes, you know, in five minutes, I'll help you. But I realized whatever I was working on, I wasn't fully focused on it. And I wasn't meeting their needs. And it just nothing was working you know so um i realized if i met their needs first before jumping into my work they allowed me to work uh, much more efficiently so i would you know make sure everyone went to the bathroom i'd fill up their sippy cups i'd fill a couple bowls with their favorite snacks and then i would look for something for them to play with that would keep their attention for a while and An example I like to use is I would dump out Lincoln logs on one side of the room and plastic animals on the other side and put all their construction trucks in the middle. And I'd say, all right, this is your construction zone, build a zoo. And they would get the trucks and they'd move the logs and they'd bring in the animals and it would entertain them for a while. And I could sit back on my laptop and work for a while without being interrupted. And so by making that effort in the beginning to meet their needs um, and even spending that time with them, like, you know, when we would all run into the bathroom. And go into the kitchen and fill up their snacks and lay out all the toys. You know, I was making it really fun for them and I was being very intentional about it. And um, then when I sat back and started working, they were much more um, likely to let me sit there and get some things done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good strategy and I think it's about kind of having a, a bit of a plan with them as to what am I going to do with the children and what's the day going to look like and then and when am yeah. I maybe going to take breaks or take them to the park or take them for a walk or something, um, that type of thing. And and have would you have that as the main sort of headline structure in terms of their needs first and then, you know, work second?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when you have kids at home, especially young kids, yeah, you have yeah. to work in block, in blocks of time, you know, yeah. um, if you have older children, they, they're more independent, they can let you work more set hours. But with my young kids, you know, I get chunks of time throughout the day. And so I have to be productive during those times. And I have to use my time in between that time to, you know, go run around outside with them for 15, 20 minutes to get them set up, you know, with their favorite toys or snacks or whatever it is. But throughout the day, then I'm able to accomplish a little bit here, a little bit there. And at the end of the day, you know, it's added up. But Sherry made a really good point one time because I know um, I sometimes would struggle with feeling like I'm not meeting my work needs, you know, or like I feel guilty, like taking the little breaks with my kids. But um, Sherry, do you want to talk about like how you view your kids Yeah. So especially that shift away from
2: office work, I refer to them, you know, it's like our little coworkers and getting into that mindset of even when you were working in an office setting, you were likely not working nonstop. Your coworkers are peeking in, they had questions, they wanted to chat, they wanted to go out for lunch. And Those were all interruptions. We weren't productive all day, every day. So it's okay to exactly like you said, run to the park for a little bit or, you know, Help them out if they if they have a question or have a need. But something else that we recommend too is, um, since we have to make those little moments count, that like you were saying, if we can plan ahead of time and have a 10-minute to-do list, like a bullet point list of these are things I can accomplish in 10 minutes. So next time you have a little bit of a lull before the next meeting or something like that, you can refer to your list and actually get something accomplished, Mm. whether that's work related or home related, or even just tuning in. And I'm going to do a coloring page with my kids in that 10 minutes. We can be really purposeful about those little moments instead of letting them get away from us.
0: I really like that reflection on, you know, they're your co-workers because you wouldn't be dismissive to your co-workers. And so, yeah. yeah. And so therefore you shouldn't try and be dismissive to your children as well when they're interrupting you. You can handle
2: it the same way. So let's say I'm on a phone call and my kids poke their heads in my office and they need something. All I have to do is say, I'm so sorry. Can I put you on hold for a minute? And go help your kid. Yeah. They don't need to know. They don't need to hear the mom voice. They don't need to know that your kid needs help in the bathroom. Um, while the needs are different than what your coworkers would be asking for, you can handle it much the same way.
0: Yeah. I was on, I was doing an early morning podcast recently in my 10 year old. So I've got an office in our backyard and my 10 year old was on our back porch and I can see him. And um, he's like, Mom, I can't, he had swimming at school. Mom, I can't find my bathers. And I can hear him plain as day as well. <laughs> so funny. And I was like, oh, just hang on a tick. And I said to him, that's okay. I'll be finished in 20 minutes. I'll nope. find your bathers. So I knew they were behind me here because I, <laughs> I my, my office is also my laundry. Um, and so uh, I knew that they were behind, but I, you know, I didn't want to, and I knew they were folded in the pile of washing, but I just felt it was, You know, better to say. Yeah, but I
2: love, I love that, and I love that we're normalizing that a little bit more. That it's Mm. okay to be a working parent. That it's okay to have other people needing your attention. And I think we're all realizing we're in the same boat. And then our kids don't have to be a secret. That if they pop in, okay, you know, it might not be ideal. Might not be. We might lose focus for a minute, but it's normal. We're all living very similar lives over here, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out.
0: Do you think there's a bit of then, you know, the sort of the get up early or the work late as well? Do, do you see, do do you yourselves kind of incorporate a little bit of that or, you know, maybe some daycare? I'd, I mean, we were at a point here in Australia where daycares were closed as well. So you couldn't actually take okay. your children anywhere and the parks were closed as well and everything. Yeah. So. It really
2: depends on the ages of your kids. And Mm. it also depends on what works best for you. I have tried the early morning wake up and I don't function well the rest of the day. I'm not productive in the morning. It doesn't work well for me. I, when my kids were little and that they needed more of my attention during the day, then I was up late working, but then I just kind of had to shift that. And then when they became school age, I was able to have a little more set work hours, but I don't know if you want to touch on that too, Carissa, since you have a lot of varying ages and you've been back and forth with having to manage those routines.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a period of time where I had three children in school and it was wonderful. And then, you know, COVID hit, and then I'm trying to homeschool three kids, and I was pregnant, and you know, now I have a baby. And even though the older ones are back in school, I still have a baby at home. So Um, Again, going back to that project base, I'm very thankful that I don't have a job that requires me to be at the computer from nine to five. If I did, I would have to find um, some sort of outside help, you know, to allow me to be able to really sit and focus for that long. So as as long as I'm meeting my client needs, you know, I can pick my hours. But. You know, there's some days where I'm tired and I'll take a nap with the baby in the afternoon, but then I'll stay up really late that night and work after all the kids are in bed. Yeah. And then there's other days where, you know, he's napping really well and I'm able to knock out a lot during the day when my husband gets off work, he'll take the kids for a while. Let me jump back on the computer if needed. And then again, once everyone's in bed for the night, if I need to stay up and get a few more things done, I can, but I will say one thing that I learned from Sherry, um, Is a lot of times who we're working with, they just want to know that you see what what they're sending you and that you're going to get to it. They don't need to know that it's going to be in between bottle feeds and diaper changes or between the set hour. They just want to know you're working on it. So I have my phone set that my work emails alert me so I can quickly respond and say, thank you. I received this. I will work on it and get it back to you as soon as it's ready. And then I have the rest of the day to work on that when I really am available.
0: And I think that's a really good point. Just because someone sends you something as well doesn't need to mean you need to respond right then and there in that minute. But if you acknowledge that they've sent you something, that you're aware of it and that you'll be getting to it, then that's I think that's really good because we have kind of
2: quick- yeah. You can keep it quick and vague. I, I know I used to kind of trap myself when I, I would be like, Oh, well, will get this to you tonight. And I would say that, you know, in an email when there was no deadline, I would set my own deadline mm-hmm. essentially when I didn't have to, because in my mind, I was going to get it to them tonight. And then a kid started running a fever or, you know, like stuff happens, especially as a parent. So Kind of just being aware of those, that it's trying to make that a habit of, I'll get this back to you. Just like message, receive kind of notification, Yeah, yeah. but keep it as vague as possible. They don't need to know if, I mean, I've, I've answered emails at the pool, at the park,
0: you know, (laughs) they don't need to know. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they really don't need to know. <laughs> I just know. I have to say to my. I know you guys in America use the word poop. We use the word poo. I I I, const- I think my children think I poo a lot because I'll be like, I'm I'm doing a poo. I'm not I'm not doing a poo. I'm just I'm don't just in the me. bathroom or in the toilet. Because <laughs> they, they will not come in if they. <laughs> they're so at that tiny. age now where they won't come in, but yeah, when they were younger, you know, they just wander in you know <laughs> so funny. um do you think um and, and you know this is kind of opinion um and this I think this is interesting how do you think this is you know COVID and parenting etc has impacted say men and the way that men work what are your thoughts
2: I've actually heard a lot of positivity around it that mm. a lot of dads you know, they didn't know what they didn't know. They didn't know what daily life looked like with kids around all the time. And it was very validating for a lot of moms um, to, to for them to understand, you know, why mom is always like this close to losing it. Right. Yeah. That they got it. They understood that kids are busy. They're loud. They're a lot of work, but they're also amazing. And it allowed those bonding opportunities to, you know, to get to see dad more, to just get mm. to spend time together. And when we're all forced into that environment, even siblings, you kind of have to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. You understand, you start to understand everybody a little bit better. And I, my hope is that it has brought families together. I know that's not always the case and my heart breaks for the families that have fallen apart because of it, but it can be a positive experience if we're able to look at it through that lens of we all have our own quirks, we all have our own strengths and weaknesses, but at the end of the day, we're a team, you know, it's us versus the world. Now they're more than ever, it feels like sometimes. So what can we do to work together? What can we do to understand each other and support each other?
0: yeah and I think you know it kind of made you search for uh, new activities as well, so I ended up you know baking cakes with my kids, which I never normally do. Uh, we ended up you know doing puzzles and games and you know f- trying to trying to work on you know things to keep us entertained and keep us interested. We all figured out you know in the in the house where are we going to be sitting like who's who's where and then you know what a pe- minor are, minor are older um which was a little bit easier. My 13 year old was pretty self-sufficient. You know, he just attended his school classes and, um, but we were, we were pretty much, we didn't have our kids at school. I think it was like six months here in Australia, um, which is a really long time. And, um, you know, we're fortunate. We, we actually have a Uh, country property so we escaped to the country property and we we had like um you know 30 acres to roam around on which was great you know and um and so you know and the kids were able to you know get on their bikes and be on the property and you know the wildlife and all the rest of it but yeah it's been been tough you know for people to find space and find time and find things to keep them motivated etc
2: do you feel that like, do you feel you'll make changes moving forward since you got to spend that time at a slower pace on that property? Like, do you feel like that'll change things for you moving forward? Yeah. So look, like what you're going to add back in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so we're, we're back. I'm, I live in Melbourne. We're back, you know, in our house in Melbourne and um, you know, which is, which is great, but yeah. Yeah you know, <laughs> I'll share with yeah. the people that wanna that listen to this podcast. I, I'd I'd like to just live in the country full time now. And I mean that doesn't yeah. sort of fit in with the the that so that's me, there's three other people in the family. But that that proved to me that I wanna that's where I wanna spend my time in the countryside. And, you know, we'll I'll get there eventually once my children are a bit older. Um and so yeah, I think I, I actually, it's interesting. I find I don't organise as many catch ups with people, or I don't. Yeah. I think we're still sort of, you know, on the back of. Uh, yeah, my social life's not as busy. I I don't kind of rush around as much, and yeah. um,
2: being in the but country. Some of those things are okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's really refreshing for everyone that we can be intentional again with what are we going to add back in (laughs) maybe we don't need to do all those activities maybe we don't need to commit to all those things we have a blank slate so I know Carissa you talk about that a lot and I always appreciate um you know how your approach to that do you want to touch on it at all
1: yeah I mean um I think what Sherry's referring to is a couple years ago, circumstances, we had to just really pair back as a family, like our schedules and things. And um, we had something that we were all dealing with. And um, as we moved forward, we were just very intentional for what we brought back in. And um, it, it really taught me the art of saying no and just being very selective on what I committed to and being able to give that my all and stay really laser focused. It just really helped me to keep my priorities in order. And it's something that I've been very intentional since then. And we're now years past that, but um, just being very intentional with what I commit to and put in my schedule. Another thing think, that I do. Oh, sorry. oh I was just going to say, I think we apply that to our
2: business too, that, yeah. you know, what's going to make yeah. a difference because we only have so many hours in the day. And as you know, there's, there's a million, you know, best practices that we could be doing or other ideas to try, but you know how do we stay on track how do we do the things that are going to make the biggest impact and be selective about that in business and in life
0: mm. yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like that. You know, what are you, what are you go- going to bring back in? And I think, um, a lot of people during during this period sort of, you know, just went back to hobbies, went back to, you know, because you, you know, didn't need to get kids to here, there and everywhere on certain days. And you, you know, you did have more time, you're not commuting to a job, et cetera. It was like, okay, what are the things that I used to enjoy or what, how did I like to spend my time or what, what can I, I mean, Believe it or not, I I did some macrame. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, you know, I, I bought it. I bought some macrame wool and thought, yeah, I'm going to do some macrame. As you do, <laughs> That's
2: so fun. But that's a new. I mean, it's a new self care thing that mm. you you're able to pick that up now. And if you're having a bad day or you need to unwind, you can go do that. I think it's yeah. fun that we've. I mean, it's been a long time. I feel like since culturally we've had hobbies, so yeah. maybe maybe this has brought hobbies back into a reality instead of just
1: being busy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Now, how did you two meet?
1: Um, we met through a mutual friend on the playground. And um, we have children similar ages, and the more we got to know each other, the more we realized that we had a lot of the same um, goals as parents and in our career profession as well, and decided to um, partner up together and start the parenting website. And we initially did it just kind of as a side project. And um, as it's grown over the years, it's turned into our full-time job. And I I love working with Sherry. I'm so glad we met. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. So Car-
1: Carissa used to live here in Pennsylvania. So before she moved
2: states, we we got to meet and got to know each other and we've only
0: grown from there. It's really good because I, I remember when my children were little, I I was always of the mindset you either had to be, you know, working or you had to be parenting. You kind of had to be all in because otherwise you'd be doing both things really badly. So I think it's a really good and different perspective and I think um, anyone who is struggling uh, with, you know, um, sort of the changes, it's definitely worthwhile checking out your book and also checking out your website, Adore Them Parenting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for shouting that out. We we hope everybody finds it helpful too. Yeah, beautiful. Well, uh, did you want to leave the listeners with anything else? Do you think I've covered everything? Yeah. I mean, I think we covered a lot. It's
2: something you can always head to our website and reach out if anybody has questions. There's a lot of resources there as well. Um, But overall, I mean, I think our overall philosophy that we kind of tend to take into anything because every stage is so different because month by month, things can, can be different that how do we just go into everything with like a a troubleshooting mindset, almost, you know, if something's frustrating, if something's overwhelming, if something's not working for either us or our family or work, you know, we can, we can try something else. We can experiment with something else and see if that works. Um, but that it's okay to change course. It's okay to think outside the box. It's okay to, you know, Try and
0: fail and try again. And that's right. And stuff just does go wrong. And you're like, sometimes you have to be like, okay, I'm going to be more on the kids today because, you know, my young one's teething or um, they won't sleep today or gosh, they've decided to sleep an hour and a half longer so I can do some more work, you know, making sure that they're still breathing and all. So, you know, all of that kind of like stuff.
2: Yeah, we have to get used to being flexible. I mean, we talk about that a lot. Like how I think that's one of the most I'll I'll speak personally. That was one of the most frustrating things for me making that transition to motherhood was um, kind of feeling out of control. And how do I not just throw up my hands and give up on everything else? How do I stay flexible but also be productive. And that's, a, that's not always an easy thing to figure out, but we have to commit to, to finding those strategies.
0: Yeah. And it's, I think it's what works for you. And then, you know, how can you set up support around you? So in terms of, you know, what you do versus what your partner does based on your work, then, you know, who can you use around you, whether that be daycare, childcare uh, for a couple of days, or whether that be, you know, another carer or a grandparent, or whether that's someone coming in, you know, Uh, to do your cleaning not necessarily during COVID but all those kind of things I think it's really how you set up that support network as well yeah you're right beautiful well thank you so much ladies um loved having you on the show and you know definitely check out the book um and reach out to yourselves and uh yeah thank you for your time today loved it thank you so much for having us